I'm Ruth. And I'm Darren. Of the Rad Adventures Network. And this is Sensational Sleuths. Welcome to the first episode of Sensational Sleuths, in which we'll be covering stories of mystery and mayhem. In this show, we plan to talk about some of our favorite mystery stories, whether they're movies, books, comics, or TV shows. The episodes in this series will be short summary-level discussions, where we'll tell you what a title is about, who the main characters are, where it is set, when it was released, why we like it, and how we first discovered it. Mysteries are a favorite genre of ours, and over the course of this show, we hope to talk about some of our all-time favorite characters, writers, films, and TV shows. Upcoming episodes will feature The Lord Peter Whimsey Mysteries of Dorothy L. Sayers The Hercule Perrault and Miss Marple Stories of Agatha Christie The Brother Cadfile Stories of Ellis Peters The Hamish Macbeth and Agatha Raisin Stories of M.C. Beaton The Rumpole of the Bailey Stories by John Mortimer and the TV series starring Leo McKern the Miss Franny Fisher Murder Mysteries by Carrie Greenwood. The Nero Wolf Stories of Rex Stout. The Albert Campion Stories of Marjorie Allingham. The Ellery Queen Books and TV Series. The Lovejoy Mysteries of Jonathan Gash. The Navajo Tribal Police Stories about Lee Porn and Chi by Tony Hillerman. The Nick and Nora Thin Man Movies. The Banachek TV Series with George Papard. The Remington Still TV Series with Pierce Brosnan and Stephanie Zimblist and even comics like The Maze Agency, Nathaniel Dusk, and Miss Tree. Sensational Sleuths is part of the Rad Adventures Network. If you enjoy the show, please consider checking out our other podcasts that are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube. Trek or Talk is a fan podcast devoted to the adventures of 23rd century bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair from the pages of the sci-fi comic Trekker by writer and artist Ron Randall. Warlord Worlds is a fan podcast devoted to the comic creations of writer and artist Mike Grell, including the Warlord, John Sable, and Green Arrow. Xenozoic Xenophiles covers the post-apocalyptic adventure series Xenozoic Tales, featuring Cadillacs and Dinosaurs by writer and artist Mark Schultz. But it's time to talk about our first sensational sleuth, right after this promo from another podcast you might enjoy. Hi, this is Batman. Whenever I lose my memory... I head over to the BatmanUniverse.net and check out the podcast, Bat Books for Beginners. The Bat Books for Beginners podcast breaks down and analyzes all of my adventures so I can remember how to get to the Batcave, which Robin I'm working with, and where I parked the Batmobile. Chris and Jerry, the hosts of Bat Books for Beginners, are honest about how well I'm serving the citizens of Gotham. Sometimes too honest, I'll have to talk to them about that. If you wake up one morning and think you might be Batman and have just lost your memories, go over to the BatmanUniverse.net or iTunes and check out Bat Books for Beginners. Now, if I could just figure out who this old man cleaning the Batcave is, that would be great. I asked my friend Scott Snyder and he didn't know. Don't be a supervillain. Visit the BatmanUniverse.net and listen to Bat Books for Beginners, also on iTunes. You'll be glad you did. Bat Books for Beginners is part of the BatmanUniverse.net Bat family of podcasts. Don't listen to Bat Books for Beginners when operating heavy machinery or juggling. If you listen to Bat Books for Beginners for more than four hours, call your doctor. Bat Books for Beginners is part of a balanced diet. There is no way to start a podcast about detectives and mystery stories without starting with the world's most famous detective, Sherlock Holmes. 
Sherlock Holmes is a consulting detective and the main character in a series of novels and short stories written by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle from 1887 to 1927. Holmes is known for being very observant and for using forensic science long before it was common and for using elaborate disguises. He's a marksman, an expert swordsman, and an accomplished boxer. He also enjoys classical music and he plays the violin. The stories were originally printed in the Strand magazine and later collected into books. The wonderful illustrations of Sidney Paget accompanied the stories in the Strand magazine and have continued to influence the look of the character to this day. The stories are primarily set in London and throughout England in the late 1800s and early 1900s. The other main character in the stories is Dr. John Watson. He sometimes lives with Holmes at 221B Baker Street, but later Holmes lives on his own after Watson is married, though Watson still joins him on cases. Other characters include Police Inspector Lestrade and the Baker Street Irregulars, who are a gang of young homeless boys who sometimes gather information for Holmes. Mycroft Holmes is Sherlock's older brother. He is actually described as being smarter than Sherlock, but not as motivated. He works for the British government. Holmes refers to Professor Moriarty as his greatest enemy and describes him as a Napoleon of crime. While he's mentioned in a handful of the stories, he actually only appears in two of the original stories. The stories are among the earliest examples of mysteries, following a couple of stories by Edgar Allan Poe, who is credited with inventing the detective story. There are four novels and 56 short stories. Interestingly, Arthur Conan Doyle was a doctor himself and had an office in London. However, he described himself as not having a particularly successful practice, which gave him lots of time to sit around and write stories. Arthur Conan Doyle also said the character was based on Joseph Bell, who was a surgeon at the Royal Infirmary in Edinburgh, whom Doyle knew. However, friends of Doyle often said the character was also very much like him, and he did help the police on a handful of cases. Arthur Conan Doyle actually grew tired of Sherlock Holmes and killed him off in the story The Final Problem, but readers refused to accept his death, and Doyle later brought him back in the story The Empty House, explaining how he actually survived the end of the earlier story. Fans out there will also probably want to know that Arthur Conan Doyle wrote the original novel The Lost World, about dinosaurs being found on a plateau in the Amazon in South America. The story has been adapted into movies and a TV series, and is the original inspiration for the Jurassic Park series of books and movies. I love the Sherlock Holmes character and the stories for many reasons. First, they're period pieces, which I always enjoy, and they feature quirky characters and are very fast-paced. The methods Holmes use are really compelling. I love the parts of the stories where he rattles off a long list of things he's figured out through observation that everyone else missed. Holmes is not really a likable person. He can seem cold and uncaring, and he's very impatient. But he has a strong sense of right and wrong, regardless of what the law says. That makes him very heroic, and he is a superhero in many ways, and is the inspiration for characters like Batman, who is a detective and a vigilante operating outside the law. I really like the friendship between Holmes and Watson. Watson brings out the best in Holmes. Thinking back, I honestly don't remember how I first discovered Sherlock Holmes, but I would guess that it was watching the Basil Rathbone movies on TV. I can remember looking for the books in the library as a kid, so I already knew who the character was by then. My grandfather was an avid reader, but primarily only read westerns. However, he received a copy of a collection called The Illustrated Sherlock Holmes as a present one year, and he passed it on to me when I was 11 or 12, since he knew I liked those stories. The illustrations were all by Sidney Paget, and they're gorgeous. When we were dating, Darren knew I loved to read and recommended the books to me. 
They were the first detective books I ever read after Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys when I was a kid. I immediately loved the setting and was impressed by the detailed descriptions, logic, and sleuthing used in the stories. While there was a Baker Street in London, the address of 221B Baker Street did not actually exist at the time the stories were written. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle intentionally chose an address that didn't exist for his fictional stories. However, that didn't stop the readers of the Strand magazine from writing to Sherlock Holmes for assistance with their own real-life mysteries. In London, a house that dates from the period of time when the original stories were written and sits on the location where 221 Baker Street would have been has been converted into the Sherlock Holmes Museum. It's decorated as described in the stories, and we've had the wonderful opportunity to visit it. There's a small shop on the first floor that sells Holmes memorabilia. One floor up is the sitting room where Holmes and Watson would meet clients, as well as the room where Holmes conducted his many experiments. Other floors above feature wax figures that represent scenes from Doyle's stories. You can get to the museum on the underground. The Baker Street stop is decorated with a silhouette of Sherlock Holmes on the walls, and on the street outside the station is a statue of Sherlock Holmes. We also did two different Sherlock Holmes walks when we visited London a few years ago. One was a guided tour, and for the other, we used a booklet titled In the Footsteps of Sherlock Holmes. Both weave through London, visiting locations mentioned in the stories. We even got to see the original Scotland Yard, the location of Arthur Conan Doyle's medical practice, and a pub that he used to frequent. Following Arthur Conan Doyle's death, his son, Adrian Conan Doyle, wrote another collection that told stories that were mentioned in passing in the original stories. The estate of Arthur Conan Doyle has released occasional authorized collections of new stories written by accomplished authors. These curated collections are consistently worth reading for any Holmes fan. A favorite of mine are the two collections titled Holmes for the Holidays. They feature stories set around the Christmas season and throughout the winter. Though the estate disputes this, in recent years the character has fallen into the public domain in the U.S. and others have started writing their own stories. One bit of interesting trivia is that in the stories of Arthur Conan Doyle, Holmes never says, Elementary, my dear Watson. He does often say elementary, and he does often say, my dear Watson. But the two phrases were first put together in a popular 1899 play starring William Gillette. There have been many adaptations in film and TV. Sherlock Holmes is actually listed in the Guinness Book of World Records as the most portrayed character in history. The 14 films featuring Basil Rathbone as Sherlock Holmes and Nigel Bruce as Dr. Watson are certainly favorites, especially the first two films that are set in the late 1800s. The other 12 movies were moved to modern times when they were being filmed in the 1940s to both save money on production costs and to allow Holmes to help with the war effort. In addition to the movies, Rathbone and Bruce also portrayed the characters in a weekly radio series for many years. There was a popular British TV series in the 1960s with Douglas Wilmer. There were comedy adaptations such as Sherlock Holmes' Smarter Brother with Gene Wilder, Marty Feldman, and Madeline Kahn. We're fans of anime director Hayao Miyazaki. He worked on a wonderful animated TV series titled Sherlock Hound that features the characters as anthropomorphic dogs. The hit TV series House with Hugh Laurie was based on Sherlock Holmes, with House being a play on the name Holmes. You can even see the number on the door to House's house is 221B. A couple of other popular recent adaptations include the British series Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman and the U.S. series Elementary with Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liu. But in our opinion, the best adaptation is the wonderful 1984 to 1994 series starring Jeremy Brett as Sherlock Holmes. He's absolutely perfect in the role and is often referred to by critics as the definitive Holmes. I definitely agree. 
The production quality of the series was very high, with lots of location filming and lavish sets. Following the initial success and critical reaction to the show, they planned to adapt all 60 of the original stories. But sadly, Jeremy Brett became ill and passed away after completing only 41 of the 60 stories. If you want to watch Sherlock Holmes on TV, that is the version we would definitely recommend. Sherlock Holmes truly is a wonderful creation, and that's why the character has endured for well over a hundred years, and has been adapted in so many different ways. The character really is timeless. There are so many versions of these stories, and I'm always trying out other adaptations and interpretations. They're always interesting. There's no way to cover them all here, and we probably missed mentioning your favorite. So send us a message, and let us know what it is. We hope you've enjoyed our conversation, and sincerely thank you for listening. We'll be right back with our wrap-up and contact information. You like cheap comic books, right? Well, I'm Professor Allen, and I talk about cheap comic books on the Quarterbin Podcast. In every episode, I'll dissect a single comic from my collection, as long as I paid no more than 25 cents for the issue. Forget about $4 new comics that you can read in four minutes, or crossover events that can cost 100 bucks to collect. Join me in the Quarterbin where even bad comics are a bargain, and good ones are a steal. The Quarterbin Podcast is part of the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network. Visit us at relativelygeekypodcast.blogspot.com or search Relatively Geeky or Quarterbin Podcast in iTunes. I guarantee it'll be worth every penny. Before we go, we want to provide our contact information. You can contact us directly at radadventuresnetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, or Instagram under the name Rad Adventures Network. And in case you haven't already deduced it, Rad, R-A-D, is short for Ruth and Darren. You can listen to the show through iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, and it's always available at podbean.com. You can even find the show on YouTube under Rad Adventures Network. And you can always visit radadventuresnetwork.com. There you'll find all of the episodes of all of our podcasts, including Trekker Talk about 23rd Century Bounty Hunter Mercy St. Clair by Ron Randall, Warlord Worlds about the comic creations of Mike Grail, including the Warlord John Sable and Green Arrow, and Xenozoic Xenophiles about the Cadillacs and Dinosaur series Xenozoic Tales by Mark Schultz. If you like the show, please consider leaving a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. While you won't find a specific place to review Sensational Sleuths, we hope you will leave a review under Rad Adventures Network. Every review helps the podcast be more likely to show up in search results. And on YouTube, we hope you'll subscribe to the channel and give us some likes on the videos. Thanks for listening, and we hope you will come back next time for another new episode of Sensational Sluice. Rad Adventures Network is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. For more information, please visit comicpodcasts.com. The theme music is Springing Violins from Royalty Free Music Maker. We make no money from this podcast and no copyright infringement is intended. Music